0: Alright, titties, I will free you. No more bra. We're over this shit. <laughs> you can't even tell in the video.
1: I was trying to read the Word of God, Mary.
0: Well, it's a good thing you couldn't see that. I have a desk in the way. No titties for you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, buddies! Hey, Welcome, Welcome to, to the Bible study. study! The only time where the terms God and stoned actually lead to a good time. If you haven't listened before, awesome!
1: We are a couple of former Christians. And what we like to do here is hash out what more realistically could be happening in these Bible stories.
0: And ultimately, what these characters might have been experiencing while living through all of this. Because we still know that there are great spiritual takeaways in this big book.
1: But those have been muddled in way too much dogma for 2,000 years now. So, feel free to get your Bibles out, follow along.
0: Or like in church, just listen and take our word as fact.
1: Her name's Mary, my name's Justin. Is there anything else we need to talk about before we get into it?
0: Okay, but I am frustrated because it's not letting me move any of my windows that I have open. Like, I can't adjust them at all. And that's really pissing me off.
1: Well, usually when you would install a window... It just kind of stays there. And you can't move it around. Don't
0: be a butthead. You know (laughs) what I mean. It's baloney. Tomfoolery. (gasps) What the fuck? Why? It's working now. Apparently spam clicking a million things does work. Hmm. Take that. God damn it.
1: Now that's out of the way, that means it's time we refer to the Bible. Our current study is a short trip through the book of Romans. Join us to find out what Paul really thought about Jesus and his religion. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I mean, the Abraham part, though, it does start it because now he's going to talk about how Abraham basically did all the stuff that the Gentiles did because, you know, he was the first Israelite.
0: Oh my God, Abraham is the Jesus of the Old Testament. He's the one who came in and changed it all. Because Jesus was the first Christian, but he was also a Jew. (laughs) (laughs) So, Romans 4, 4 and 5. Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him, who justifies the ungodly... His faith is counted as righteousness. First of all, I'm just confused because, okay, his wages are not counted as a gift, but they're his due. Like, he works for this. He's owed this. But the one who does not work but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. Okay. So one thing that was really throwing me off is in the Bible, when they're using pronouns he and him in reference to God they capitalized the h and so mm-hmm. in i think it was the niv it had the h capitalized in verse five where it says but believes in him who justifies the ungodly
1: yeah mine, mine doesn't
0: yeah and i and it didn't in the king james version that i read either and so i was confused at the context of what this verse was saying because that's a big difference to me like one of them mm-hmm. is referencing God, and the other is referencing man. And that's mm-hmm. two completely different contexts to get from here. So, believes in him who justifies the ungodly. In my brain, that's saying the person who doesn't work, but is justifying the ungodly, so justifying sin, is counted as righteousness.
1: Do you, Do you want me to give you my answer?
0: I would love it, because I... As us.
1: remember we're, we're reading we're reading Romans and the book of Romans is really a what? A letter. Okay, and who is it to?
0: The church he's going to do a sermon for. But does But who
1: is he specifically talking to right now?
0: The uh, not the Israelites, right? The Israelites. It was the Israelites? Okay, okay.
1: So but mm-hmm. him that worketh not, so they're not doing anything to earn disgrace or, or listening to god trying to find out whatever people that don't have to work the israelites they just believe in him even the one that isn't the true one anymore okay. and yet their faith is, is what's golden okay. so then for it the gentiles even though they've worked so hard to actually get it the israelites believe that they'll never be good enough
0: mm-hmm. okay i think that makes a little more sense okay it was just so unexpected like <laughs> <laughs> speaking of which holy shit my life has been turned upside down again ancestry.com has a way more data they like adjusted a lot to people's charts and stuff and and make up and mine is very different
1: like how different
0: Like, I used to be 49% German, and now I'm 28% German.
1: You just lost, how, how'd you lose all that German?
0: Yeah, now, I am 50, oh, I was a little off. I'm 52% England and Northwestern Europe. I know. 29% Germanic Europe. I'm 4% from France, apparently.
1: (laughs) Just your toe. That was
0: not there. Just my toe. I am 4% whales, 3% not even a whole Sweden whale. and Denmark. That one went way down. I'm not even a whole whale. Just 4% of a whale. <laughs> okay, but my my Sweden and Denmark went way down too because I used to be in the teens and Scotland was also in the 20s. German was my highest at like 49 or 48. <laughs> German
1: was your I, You're just going to have to study more.
0: I... <laughs> Such a big hot spot in Switzerland, and you're telling me I'm only fucking 3%? Motherfuckers. Well, you know what? I'm okay with that one. I just didn't get that deep Hey,
1: you also uh, know who had an interesting family tree? Who? Abraham.
0: You're right. The Bible tells us its family tree, his family tree many times. So I was actually just writing a note about seven, but... Since we're here, I'm just going to say it. Um, So, at first, I was very turned off by reading 7 and 8. Well, specifically 7. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. In my eyes, I was like, of course. Typical Christian. They're just like, I can do whatever I want, so I'm going to do this and then say I'm sorry because I want to. So, that's like a way of getting away with it. And that... It's very frustrating to me. And then there's also, um, and whose sins are covered. Immediately I went to like covered up, hidden away. Like we're not talking about that. But then I looked at this at a different light. And so blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. So whose lawless deeds are forgiven. So reading this from a perspective that you are both the God and the man in this book, you're going to make mistakes you're gonna fuck up and you have to forgive yourself for that too in order to move on so blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven like you will be blessed by forgiving yourself that in itself is a blessing and whose sins are covered in in my eyes looking at this now rather than like a cover-up this is more like a i've gone back and corrected this I made this mistake and it affected this person and I've gone to that person and corrected that. And that made me feel a lot better about it. And then the next verse, verse eight goes on, blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. So I see that as like, you're one, when you're learning from those mistakes and you've learned to forgive yourself and move past without like, and like actively work to not make those mistakes, you... Those sins aren't counted against you. Like, you're not going to be held accountable again Mm -hmm. for that. You've already been held accountable for Mm -hmm. that. Same with, like, how blessings are due to us. Like, the the man who puts in the work does not receive his pay as a gift. It's not counted as a gift. He's owed that.
1: I know. I mean, I'm completely with that. Because you basically just have to have a confessional in your mind.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, it's like coming to yourself and being like, man, that was a shitty thing I shouldn't do that
1: Timber is she talking about you standing in the way
0: Timber (laughs) are you in the way
1: oh big paws he
0: he does have big paws and they're so sweet
1: he says I'm putting a big paws on this podcast (laughs)
0: he's a cutie
1: excuse me sir (laughs)
0: I love when he just comes up And puts his paws on your face When he wants your Mm. attention It's the cutest fucking thing (laughs) in the world And it melts my heart every time Oh
1: it melts my heart But I also think What do you have on the bottom of those toe beans
0: (laughs) Yeah I feel I feel Osiris has started doing that to me Every time I come home now he like, gets to the edge of the bed, like he's on the bed and he gets to the edge, and then he crawls up me with his front paws, and then he just wraps his paws around my neck and up onto my face, and just holds both sides of my face and starts headbutting me <laughs> very ferociously <laughs> every day when I get home from work. Goodness. Or get back from the bathroom. Or go make food. He doesn't like <laughs> me leaving him alone.
1: So yeah, uh, for uh, verse nine to twelve, he's still going on about uh, Abraham. What are you doing, timber? I should have yelled, timber.
0: <laughs> that would have been perfect.
1: <laughs> Anyways, we're just bringing up point, making sure they know that Abraham wasn't circumcised, but yet he still counts, you know, as circumcised well why can't they
0: yeah verse 10 how then was it counted to him was it before or after he had been circumcised it was not after but before he was circumcised so like it acknowledges that he both was and wasn't
1: it's just like driving home like was did he you know, when he had the idea of doing it, would he have already have been doing it? <laughs> Impossible. Yeah. But
0: yeah, and then in eleven it goes on to say like that it was it was before, so therefore you can still have that blessing mm-hmm. without being circumcised, without being this blessed person of of God. Into Westing i still think it's misogynistic that they are using that term specifically because that excludes all women in its entirety even if they're just using it as an analogy for this it still excludes women this is this is beginning of patriarchy not just beginning but this is this is a prime point of patriarchy this is so deeply rooted in society because it's been around for so long it was so important to them because men were so important, not women. I'm just really salty about the patriarchy.
1: So you, you're you already upset that, you know, there's been so much focus on the penis. Do you want to continue focusing on it or move on?
0: <laughs> Fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> okay. That's the the note that I wrote in my Bible. Then I looked down and just saw circumcision all over my Bible. And I highlighted every variation of the word circumcised or circumcision and there's 10 of them in four verses the the next chunk
1: yeah 13 14 15 is that do you have that same chunk
0: yeah the promise realized through faith
1: okay that abraham had to like keep the faith and follow it wasn't just like the promise was just given to him or his kids like abraham is yeah.
0: adhering to it and his yeah his ability to adhere to it and him putting in the work made his his family line his people the promised people of god it was just promised to them it's given to them
1: they don't yes, have to put in the work in the same way that we do and he's saying that that's their problem it's that like cuz they saw it like that oh it's became promised to us so it doesn't matter it's yeah. ours Mm mm-hmm.
0: Because they were it's just like the whole what I what I was saying earlier with with seven um, in my initial reaction, like the whole like, oh, if I just say I'm sorry, I can do whatever I want. That's how it kind of feels like I'm already a promised child of God, so I can do what I want and I'll <laughs> still go to heaven. You know, that's kind of how it feels to me. And that's where he's saying this isn't right. We still need to adhere to this. This is promised to them but if they don't maintain their faith then this promise is no longer a deal like we have a contract here if you don't maintain your side of the contract this whole thing is void. Mm-hmm. okay I did not see that so part so then
1: 15 right after that because he's saying an example for it for where no law is there is no transgression so it's technically if they don't have it then they can't do anything wrong Mm -hmm. so they can't judge the gentiles on doing those wrong things if they can't necessarily know that they were wrong
0: right so this is like how modern day christians are told or at least how like i was taught growing up i'm not going to speak for all modern day christians (laughs) are to approach atheists right like with caution well like with judgment, I guess. Like, you can't judge an atheist's sin the same way that you judge a Christian's sin. So, like, if an atheist says, oh my god, they shouldn't be judged in the same way a Christian would be for saying, oh my god. Because the Christian would be taking their, their god's name in vain. Versus the atheist doesn't believe in this god, so they don't believe they're doing any harm so we can't judge them on
1: that that's not how you take god's name in vain
0: well according to my growing up it was so i'm just going yeah, based on that. i guess that's how that's what i knew in christianity Same. we cannot judge people with different morals to our own moral standards i feel like that's a i, I like that verbiage better because it's more universal i guess because i think when it comes down to it it's not even just beliefs it's It comes down to the morals that we're judging because we see these actions as good or bad. I think
1: morals are tied more directly to the person and you'd be more closely judging the person themselves than just like their...
0: Yeah, yeah, I I get that. I think it's more along the lines of um, morals because for me... I have a good grasp on what I believe is good and bad or right and wrong because of my my personal moral compass, but I believe that different worldviews cause your moral compass to be different. Like, something I view as wrong might be right to somebody else. Like, mm-hmm. one of my sisters who is a Christian, I'm agnostic and witchy, we very clearly have differing views, and because of those different worldviews and how we see the world, I don't know how to think of an example that's not political. (laughs) I'm going to say it and we can use it or not. (laughs) Like, for example, from my point of view, I believe the woman has a right to that choice because it's, it's her body. She (laughs) should have full bodily autonomy. So like to her, I have, I I lack morals. I have no morals because I don't think it's a sin or wrong to have an abortion. She views abortion as one of the ultimate sins because it's murder in her eyes. Because her worldview means that God intended for this child to be born. So this child has a purpose and needs to be born. In my eyes, I feel like she's morally lacking in an aspect of shaming women who have abortions because i view an abortion as a very traumatic thing no matter who you are it's not just something you casually do (laughs) so (laughs) hurting somebody who's already down that's how i see that i think that that is more morally corrupt in my opinion than having an abortion
1: i mean completely A big thing you hear a lot from Christians is about, like, God makes everything for a reason. But if, like, they truly follow that God and then realize the implications of it, then the reason that cell it succeeded was so that it could be aborted. Because that's all part of the plan if that's all happening. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the belief that the technical should go with if they want to worship that God. Otherwise, if they want to worship Jesus, then it's like, um. Oh, my God leave the woman alone because you have no idea what she's going through
0: I fuck I yes I just had a fucking crazy thought okay so everything is in God's plan right it's all God's will he knows what's going to happen before it happens so Mm -hmm. he knows when abortions are going to happen he knows when a woman's going to choose to do Mm -hmm. that are abortions sacrifices to a blood god (laughs) (laughs) is that why he planned them to happen because he had to have planned them. and
1: he doesn't like happy things he likes a lot of emotional distress during it
0: oh yeah oh yeah so
1: maybe that emphasizes something in the blood
0: (gasps) <gasps> that's why he turned all of his people against them so that we'd make them illegal so that they'd be more excruciating and horrible. So that means better, oh. better sacrifice for him, right?
1: That's why. Oh, you're getting deep in that conspiracy.
0: I am. I
1: yeah.
0: I don't know what just unlocked in my brain, but I'm going to... I have to write this down.
1: Did you have anything else for the other stuff?
0: Um, I didn't really get a ton from the rest of that i felt like it did a really good job of summing up abraham in general like he was promised that he would have this as long as he continued this belief and to follow this law and and adhere by that even in these times that were difficult when his body was as good as dead as my bible says he still had belief in god and therefore we should too
1: no, he did like a great job actually summing up, bringing up the points. And it's like, it's it's actually pretty good writing. But then yeah. kind he of loses me at the last two sentences, two verses, because it's attacked on kind of like, now this has nothing to do with this, but I'm also trying to convince you of doing this in the end of, but hey, Jesus can do this too. So come on. hmm. <laughs> like,
0: so I have a theory. Um, When I went to church with my sister when I was in high school, I remember a specific sermon. The pastor was preaching on the importance of the gospel and tying the gospel into every single sermon, no matter what it's about. And I remember thinking, that's absurd. Why would you do that? Like, that feels out of place and out of context for some stories, you know? And Mm -hmm. then he went on like the reason that we're that we're giving these sermons and sharing these is to share about Jesus and and save people. And so we we should be bringing the gospel into every single sermon. And that is quite literally what he just did. He was like, here's all of this. But also don't forget about this, dude. Just drop
1: an attract.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that seems more like a weird one. It's just like, that's just every conversation. You're just dropping it in.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's weird. Oh,
1: do you have any more Frosted Flakes? No, but Jesus will have everything you need.
0: Okay, I want to read the last verse because the wording, I don't like the wording and I'm going to pick it apart. Okay. Uh, Who delivered up for our, this is talking about Jesus dying, (laughs) who delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. I don't like that use of justification.
1: Yeah, mine uses it too.
0: Yours does too. But I feel like because of that verbiage, it allows people to excuse it and be like, Mm -hmm. this is, my sin is already justified. I don't have to justify it to anyone else.
1: Oh, the only one I answer to is God, so I don't have to, you know, worry about what I'm going to be doing to other people.
0: Yeah, seriously. Besides, what does it matter? You're just a <laughs> sinner anyway. And
1: yeah, the God's yourself. The only one you have to answer to is yourself.
0: You're right. You are so right.
1: Okay. My initial reaction for, like, chapter 5, 1 through 11, is that the break shouldn't have happened, like those two verses before because with those two verses at the end it feels very tacked on but then this section he is just going through the traditional like hope and uh sacrifice just the normal stuff (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. um i did like seven Be someone who's like doing such great things or whatever it just seemed like they're for out there like nothing i do is gonna like make a difference but like your your neighbor, your friend, whatever they're a good person, Like you're going to do anything for them. You would probably even die to help (laughs) them, depending on the person. Mm -hmm.
0: Like, if it came to your life or their life, you would let it be yours. Like, let's say my next-door neighbor is a brain surgeon. He's going to help way more people than me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I will sacrifice myself so that he can go on to help those people if one of us has to Mm die. So... Yeah, I pretty much had the same thought. I didn't I didn't think about the fact that this break could have been a couple sentences above, but you're totally right in that. <laughs> yeah, that felt very tacked on there. But verse 3 actually is the one that stood out to me. Um, so I highlighted that in my Bible originally because it pissed me off. And this is the fun thing about going through this as, as a, an agnostic person but also as somebody who's trying to get something out of this. Because I I like seeing my initial response, and I wrote that down in my notes too. (laughs) So my initial reaction... I should read this first. So 5 verse 3. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that our suffering produces endurance. (laughs) I didn't even get to finish reading that sentence, because that... Turned me off so hard. I was like, you sound like the typical fucking sports dad. (laughs) And I want to punch you in the face right now. My initial thought with that was like a a, kind of like a physical thing. Like you work until you can't. You have to suffer and just do this job that you fucking hate and is mind numbing and crushes your soul until you hit that age where you can retire or you can't work anymore, and then it all pays off, and it it grows you, it makes you stronger. So that was really frustrating to me, because I associated that with, like, annoying sports dad, because that's what they all sound like. Yeah, you got to suffer through the pain. I don't care if you broke your collarbone. You're going to finish this <laughs> game. But I think that's bullshit. I don't think it makes you stronger. I think it fucking sucks that you have to do that, because somebody told you you mm-hmm. have to. That's shitty. But then I looked at this a little more and I think that this is speaking on more of an internal factor rather than like a physical thing. So I think it's more like we're all human and we're all going to suffer. That's just fact of life. But if we can accept that and accept that we're going to have to deal with shit in our life and that's just going to happen because life is chaotic, we can learn from that or through that and grow as a human and develop that character so i i I feel like rather than that just being like this shitty i don't care if you're in pain work through the pain it'll make you stronger suffering makes you stronger in a sense it does but it's definitely not like in the physical sense it's very much you're you're gonna go through shit because you're human and if you can accept that and learn from it then you're doing something Mm -hmm. right because honestly, that's all learning is—is is just experiencing and processing. I, mean, I think that that's sense.
1: an excellent <laughs> take.
0: I mean, of course, verse four went on because that was a comma, not a period, like mm-hmm. I thought. <laughs> so it goes on to say. Oh, I have
1: a um, semicolon.
0: Oh, interesting. Mine's just a a comma. Um, so the knowing that suffering produces endurance. <laughs> then f- verse four. And endurance produces character, and character produces hope, verse 5. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured onto our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. So, I feel like by overthinking verse 3, I got to the whole point of verse 4 and Mm 5. Yeah. (laughs) Uh. I totally just thought it was a period, so I like stopped right there and I was like... What the heck? Cause, and, because it shouldn't and, be stopped there.
1: Kind of, it should be on the same line, but that's where the verse is.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I just think it's kind of funny because even just in my overthinking of that verse, it's kind of an example of what it's talking about. Cause like, <laughs> for me, overthinking shit is suffering because that's all I fucking <laughs> do with my neurodivergent brain. Um
1: so did you only read to, to three?
0: No, no, I read okay. the rest. I feel like the rest was very much, you, you summed it up very okay. well, speaking on on Christ and all of that. Jesus.
1: Do you have anything else to say? Um,
0: no, I think that was about okay.
1: it. I'm just going to finish up the rest of it, 12 to 21. Yeah.
0: hmm <laughs> My highlighting looks so silly because I highlight left to right. And then I can't see what's on the other side, so I don't know if I've gone too far or far enough. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's a big problem. Okay, I got stuck on like the first, on 12 and 13, but then I'm like, nope, nope, don't get stuck, don't overthink it, read it through, and then come back to mm-hmm. it. And I read it through, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, no. It's just about like every sentence is repeating the same idea in a slightly different way just to make sure that you get it. That, okay, if Adam was able to give every man sin, then Jesus could take away everyone's sin.
0: Yeah. Um. So I actually... This was kind of a side note that I thought of because of 14, but is an interesting thing I would like to find an answer to, um, if possible. (laughs) So 14, yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over, I'm going to go back to 13 because I also have that Mm -hmm. highlighted and it goes with this.
1: Well, most of the 13 to 17 is all in a parenthesis.
0: Oh, yeah. Is it? Yeah. No, not on oh, mine. Oh, on mine it is. Interesting. Why is mine not in parentheses? Um, huh. Probably
1: the same reason you just you had a comma instead of a semicolon.
0: Yeah, totally. So, 13. For sin indeed was, the, um, was in the world before the law was given, but sin was not counted where there was no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses... Um, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgressions of Adam, who is a type of the one who has to, who was to come. Sorry, this really fucking threw me off while I was reading it. I reread the sentence like six times when I was actually reading it. I can't I process the, the end the of the that sentence. The type thing was
1: was weird. Yes. Um,
0: the verbiage is very much. Fucking so it's
1: me up. trying to be like, okay, well. They sinned and, and got death, but there was no sin before the law because the law made you guys free from the sin, then how were they being judged? So then it would be something mm-hmm. other than the law.
0: Right, right. So yeah, that's what I was, that's what my little note is almost about. It's kind of like on that line, like, so. I'm oh, sorry. No, you're good. Just you're good.
1: It's coming to my head.
0: Yeah, totally. Process it. I'm here for it. But um, my little note is what happened to these people when they died, because they're not judged in the same way that people were after Jesus's death. But, uh, but even before that, the people before the law, how are they, where are they at? Are they in some state of limbo? Did they just automatically go to heaven? Did they automatically go to hell? And in that case, well, yeah. there are so many people in the Bible who did many good things according to God who would be in hell. Well,
1: what what do you mean good things according so that's to God?
0: Just strange. Uh, just people in the old testament prior to Moses and the Ten Commandments and all well, that. Well,
1: if they didn't do good things and they weren't, you know, mentioned in the Old Testament because the Old Testament has only the good people. Everybody else were heathens and terrible people.
0: <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. So like if, if they're all in hell, then those people would be in hell too. <laughs> so, well, like, yeah. <clears throat> I guess, so it brought me just to the question, like, what happened to these people? Where are they? Are they in limbo? Are they in heaven? Are they in eternal damnation? Or I don't know. are they just living a new life in a different universe, different timeline, different person? Different planet, maybe. <laughs>
1: Did you have a second note with that you said?
0: Um, no. no. No? That was all I had for that one. Okay. I had another one for 20, but if I don't want to jump to that if you have stuff in between.
1: Yeah, go for it.
0: Cool. Um, so verse 20 says, Now the law came in to increase the The trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So essentially, the law came, sin happened more, but then grace happened even more. And so I feel like I need some examples, some sources here because I feel like the exact opposite is the truth. Is the truth both in the Bible and in like modern day i have
1: something in my study bible i want to see it like it at least says that view the law added transgressions showing even more vividly the superabundant grace of god okay so so that sounds very self-serving of god right there because it's like oh okay i'm gonna give you these laws of of things you can't do and it's like but don't worry i'll forgive you for them Aren't I so great? I have this grace. That's the kind of light that that is implying right there. I mm-hmm. think you also have to read 21 with 20, because 20 ends with a colon.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah, another comma for me. I keep the commas well, are really to... small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just look like periods sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's just the print. Yeah. Um, so that as sin reigned in death, grace might also reign through righteousness leading to eternal life through jesus christ our lord <laughs> holy fuck what a mouthful jesus christ what a mouthful
1: <laughs> okay well yeah he's trying to connect Well, in the old testament he gave laws so that god could give him grace about you know don't break these laws and if you do here's what you got to do about it and then it's like okay well this is this is what we did with jesus it's like well sin has reigned all the way to death like we're all dying still still sinning Mm -hmm. so now it's like here now i have grace for everyone
0: yeah yeah totally. and
1: it's this is the first mention like of how, how many mentions of like an eternal life or an afterlife has been mentioned this is just the righteousness through righteousness unto eternal life by jesus christ our lord like that could mean just like never ending like you can't take it away. Not necessarily that they're going to live forever.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I haven't
1: I haven't noticed a lot of mentions about an afterlife yet.
0: Not in Romans,
1: which you think would be a big selling point by now. You well, would think, because it is to the Israelites who already think they have one.
0: That's a good point. I would like to jump back to twenty because I had another afterthought realization after we were talking about this mm-hmm. um, so my initial thought was I need examples because the opposite feels true. My afterthought is as another internal thing like once you like set your boundaries for yourself like these are my like this is my guidelines this is how I live my life essentially like you you start to realize your fuck ups more they're, they're, you become aware of them you know cause you realize it's a problem you want to fix it that's that so the sin increases but the grace abounds more because you realize at that point like yes I fucked up but I'm aware of it and I'm fixing the problem this is an active thing, not an overnight thing.
1: <laughs> that's, that's excellent.
0: And you write that shit down too.
1: We have it recorded.
0: You're right. I don't need to write that shit down. We have a podcast. <laughs> I mean, if <laughs> that's you want to talk to someone
1: uh, in the meantime. But...
0: Nah, that's more for me. I mean, I will eventually talk to somebody about that for sure, but. I'm going to have a whole journal of witchy notes from the Bible, and I'm very excited. The moment. Yeah.
1: Are you <laughs> yeah. ready? Or do you want me to go? I think so.
0: How about you go first? Okay.
1: So with chapter 6, verse, what was it? 1 through 14. We haven't gotten to this verse yet, but the wages of sin is death. Okay. Gift of God, eternal life, Jesus Christ our Lord. You know that's the whole thing but like okay you there. no matter what you have to die to get that sin covered so yes of using jesus's death as a metaphor of like okay we can look on that and if we act like jesus like we no longer want to do we we become dead to sin because now we're thinking about how to be better in our life and then in verse 5, For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. I think, like, this section now starts to also be used. There's a little bit more of, like, okay, maybe it's afterlife. But this is also a very strong metaphor. Because, okay, like his death, he died with all the sin. There was so much sin that he couldn't just, like, Say, that's that's dead to me now, I'll move on. He had to physically die and then come back as a new person without the sin at all. Like, nothing or whatever. And so, that's supposed to be you if you're wanting to live like him. You have to, like, that old you is dead and be someone new.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I really focused on that, too. Yeah. I thought it was kind of interesting cuz in my head I kind of visualized it like like your your old self is going through this whole process with Jesus like you're being crucified, you die and go down into hell. And that part stays there. And then you're back as this new and improved you. <laughs> now you're Christ
1: like. I think another part that kind of, in verse 12, just having to mention, like, well, let's see, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you shall be in its less thereof, like, that gives another kind of feeling of, like, oh, well, I'll have another body, too, but... Yeah. Don't give in to, like, the easy stuff. <laughs> That's all it means. I don't know. It's not that yeah. you're going to have anything else. Right. Right. Like, your mortal body was important because they still believed they were mortals. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that's the other thing. Like, yeah. Because what you were thinking with, like, you know, there being Caesars during the Bible. It's like, well, yes, then there's still people worshiping the the Greek and Roman gods at the same time, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird to think about that.
1: Like, Because it's just like, yes, the whole idea of mortality is very important to them, so it's going to be very important to the people around there.
0: Right. But then it's like, totally, totally not.
1: <laughs> Should we move on?
0: I'm down to move on. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: I kind of did like a little bracket around verse 6 through 14. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, all of them?
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't really know where to pinpoint it. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to just give a little brief synopsis here for you guys. This is talking about what we were just talking about, how our old self dies with Jesus, that sin has gone with Jesus, and we're reborn, we come back new. It's really funny to me because, like, this is supposed to be, like, the testimonial story, your baptism story, because that's the other thing is it goes into baptism. Um, it says that we're baptized into his death. So like with the baptism, you're dunked under the water to represent the death and then you're brought back up to represent the rebirth.
1: I mean, that's that's yeah. all it is. It's it is just a ritual to get your mind thinking.
0: Exactly. Yeah all the symbolism. its I, I understand it's supposed to be this Christian testimony, but all I could think about is this just feels like when I started coming into all my witchy stuff, it's just like, I felt like I had this rebirth of my own. It was like, <laughs> it's like the, ant I don't know, it feels like the anti-testimony because I was a Christian and then I was like, man, this is all harmful this is this is pretty pretty harmful what we're doing as a as a group here. Mm-hmm. I don't want any part of that <laughs> and like coming into my own theology and and developing my own beliefs and and understandings and just all of that directly tied to my mindfulness and my my meditation, which, Prayer and meditation are the same to me. Or maybe not the same, but they're very similar at least. But I don't know. Just coming into all of that grew me so much as a person. And I developed a moral compass (laughs) way, way beyond what I was taught or whatever the the church Mm -hmm. teaches, but even at home. And so I feel like this is my... My witchy baptism. That's how I'm going to refer to that. That was my witchy (laughs) baptism. I know that it's supposed to be a Christian testimony type thing, but it very much is the same.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of exactly what he's talking about, though. It's not just the same.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, even right down to the very last verse here, verse 14. For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under law but under grace and like damn
1: straight <laughs> <If> you <laughs> like, can't forgive yourself then you know you're always gonna be like oh my gosh everything it's like you yeah. can't grace then you know it's gonna be okay
0: exactly exactly and and also like in verse 9 it's talking about how christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again and then it says death no longer has dominion over him I think that's very fascinating because, like, even for my like for myself, I view that as the same for me. Like, I, I don't think that death has dominion over me because I do not fear death. I'm not afraid of no. dying. I'm a little afraid of d- pain yeah. from death, but I'm not afraid of death in itself. Oh, yeah. and, and so I just, and that goes into all of my grief stuff, too, because, like, I really, because I I started getting into my witchy stuff 2018 or 2019, one of those two. I don't know. It was very hit or miss. It was, like, not a consistent regular thing. And then when Chase died, it, like, clicked something in my brain. Like, a switch just flipped. (laughs) And I, like, I got really, really into it. And that's when I consider, like, when I really came into it. I had a point with that. Fuck. <laughs> what was my point? Oh, because I feel like my grief and my my witchcraft practice grew so much together that they're so intertwined when I talk about... So it's like... Because a lot of my beginning like spells or rituals or whatever you want to call them, because I mean, there's a lot of different things, but they all were for chase or for like grief and like for healing and stuff I feel like all of that together grew me so much as a person this touched me in a way I didn't expect it to
1: <laughs> well then do you want to read the last part of this because I'm yes. good with this okay I am, One, yeah. too. 15 to 23 and then we'll be done
0: I just have to point out to you the start of 15 is the exact same as the start of 1 it's literally the same but using different words because the start of 1 what -hmm. shall we say then are we to continue in sin that grace may abound by no means the start of 15 what then are we to sin because we are not under law, but under grace, by no mean. I see that as, are we to continue to sin, even though there's still plenty of grace?
1: Because,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. like, by sinning, it's not like you do one sin, you get two graces. <laughs> you do one sin, you get one grace. So it's not like we can stockpile this grace and it's going to just be bountiful. It's like, <laughs> you're just going to continue sinning and just being so, like... It just being forgiven for it essentially. So that it's just saying like, so we can just keep sinning and nothing's going to happen. No. And that's also down here. Is the all. first one is Sorry. more
1: of a societal. The second one is an individual.
0: Okay. I I wasn't viewing it as either societal or individual.
1: It's- In verse one, he's answering what he was talking about the last part and, and five that, Oh, Sin is why there's so much grace, so should, should we just keep doing it so we can get more grace? Like, no. And then over here, it's like, okay, well, we're, we're protected, so is it okay if we sin? He's like, no, because you're not protected by law, you're protected under grace. So you shouldn't really want to do the sin anyhow.
0: Right, it does, it, this one is speaking more like this is an individual, the other is a societal. I still think it's very silly that it is the same sentence. (laughs) It's more so in mine. Is verse 19 like... Can you read verse 19 in yours? Okay,
1: 19. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members, servants to uncleanness and iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members, servants to righteousness unto holiness. Does it say
0: anywhere that he's speaking in, like, that he's speaking in God's tense? No. Okay. Mm.
1: He says Paul uses the illustration of slaves and masters because of the dullness of understanding of those to whom he wrote. I saw as I speak after the manner of men and, like, the members servants of, like, the church and the priesthood. He's like, you, you have continued to teach them to go into this, so now you need to go and teach them to do these other things.
0: I'm having a difficult time with this section because I, I hate the use of the word slave like this, and it feels dirty. And it goes on to say, like, you've been set free from your sin and have become slaves of God. And I'm like, bitch, I don't want to be a slave of God. I don't want to be a slave of anyone. I don't want to be a slave. Did
1: you Did you have a counterpoint on yourself to that, though?
0: I haven't gotten there yet because I just finished reading it and I'm still, like, struggling with it. Do you
1: want, do you want me to say it?
0: I would love that.
1: Okay, well, you're a slave no matter what because you're still going to have to work through life and go through the stuff. You can either do, like, the bad things or you can make sure you do the good things
0: but who are we a slave to
1: yourself remember you are the god
0: but i don't feel like i'm a slave to myself i feel like i'm a slave to the world as a whole because
1: you're a slave to your your actions what you you put out whether that's good or bad you still have to do work to do them and do work after oh, them as in like this is what you did so this is whether good or bad what you're going to get from it
0: I was thinking too much on a physical level again. (laughs) Like, okay. I I was going back to like the suffering and stuff and endurance and like okay, so if I go to work I'm suffering through that, but I'm doing it because I get money to pay my bills and food and have fun. But I only have to do that because we live in a society that requires me to... Uh, we're all slaves to society. That's thats how I feel about that. But that's on a physical level. And you're totally right. This is speaking on an internal level. Yes, we are slaves to our actions and what actions we are putting in and out of the, Not in and out. Just out into the <laughs> world. God damn, I can't talk anymore. <laughs> this is what happens to me when it gets late.
1: Did you have any more thoughts on six at the end of it?
0: I think that I'm good. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I'm good, too.
0: There's another Um, eternal life reference. Does yours have that on 23?
1: Yeah, because that is that that verse. Verse 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's like, yeah, Yeah, you're going to have to die for sin. It's like, well, you're not going to be able to live after, so die now I Yeah. <laughs> okay no you are God because you're always going to be doing sin you're going to be that servant to death you're going to be doing that you're just going to do whatever and you're going to be regretting it but then the gift of God of yours is like the eternal life that the peace life that you've changed you're not worrying about death anymore through the message of Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you have any closing thoughts?
0: I think this has been a roller coaster of a three verses for me, at least. I don't know, man. It's been wild for me, and uh, it's been good, though. Three verses or
1: three chapters?
0: Chapters, not verses. Oh, thank okay. you. Okay. But I think it's been it's been good. I'm having a lot of fun seeing my initial frustrations with it all and mm-hmm. then trying to step back and see it with my spirituality kind of instead. I mean, that's
1: that's what you got to do.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And I I'm just really enjoying that. I think I enjoyed that a little extra this time. <laughs> Groovy. Well, it's been real, pals. It's been it's been a good one.
1: Anyways. Catch you later.
0: Anywho. I anywhoed over your your catch you later pals.
1: That's okay. I have recorded on mine.
0: Catch you later buddies. <laughs> Bye. And that's why I don't eat yo play yogurt anymore or fucking chobani. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Perfect. Hey buddies, Mary here. If today's episode sparked something for you or you have questions for us, send us an email at thehighpriestbiblestudy at gmail.com. You can stay up to date on new episodes and merch releases through Instagram or check us out on Facebook if that's more your style. At the Hyble Study, that's at the H I G H B L E study. Just to keep you on your toes, find us on Twitter at the Highville Study. That's spelled the H-I-B-L-E Study. Check out our subreddit r/theHighPriest for references to some things that we've talked about in various episodes, as well as some memes. We also have a threadless shop shop.theHighPriest.show. There's almost always new merch popping up there, so be sure to check back regularly. If you want to and can responsibly donate, but have enough merch, buy us a coffee buyusacoffee.com slash the h-i-g-h-b-l-e study you can donate once or you can choose to donate monthly money donated helps us to improve the show and make it better for you as the listener or if you want to just make it all that much more simple all of these links are on our website thehighpriest.show every link i've already mentioned as well as some different platforms that you can listen to the show on Rate us and leave us a review, we'd love to hear your feedback, and don't forget to subscribe so that you get notified of new episodes directly from the platform that you listen on. Besides, it's that much easier to share with your friends when it's at the top. Thanks again for listening, we appreciate you, and I'll catch you in the next episode.